You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. His love perfected by keeping His Word is the title of this devotion. His love perfected by keeping His Word. Here in 1 John chapter 2, verse 5, it says, But whoever keeps His Word, truly the love of God is perfected in Him. But this we know that we are in Him. I mean, I love, I love the thought of perfected. Perfected means that you are, to me, living like Jesus. He was the perfect image of the invisible God. In all that Jesus is, says and does, he proves that he himself is God. And while the natural mind can struggle with such things because the natural mind lives under the cloud of sin in that it thinks separate from God. Within Christ there is no sin, so there's no separation. And all Jesus is and says and does, he shows himself to be God because the oneness knows no division. It knows no corruption. It knows no self-consciousness, but only God consciousness. And that is to me perfection. And the Bible has called us all to the perfect man, Ephesians 4.13, that you may come to the faith of the Son of God and the perfect man. We are all to be the likeness, Romans 8.29, of Christ. And by His Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17, we are conformed, we are being conformed to His image. And I find these thoughts so compelling to constantly keep pressing on to lay a hold of that for which Christ took a hold of me. Not that I am made perfect yet, but one thing I do, I forget what lies behind and I press on. I press on and I'll walk according to what I've already come to know and know that He will complete the work He began in me. You'll find that in Philippians 3, what I just said. So friends, I want to encourage you today about this because I think this is such an important thing because you see the, the affection that we see between Jesus and the Father when He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And now you see Him and now you know Him, John 14, verse, verse uh, 7. And, and Jesus is showing the affection that He shares in the Father the intimacy, the oneness, John 17, 22 through 26 talks about. He's walking in this oneness. He says in John 10, verse 30, I and the Father are one. And he says, do you say of him whom the Father has consecrated, dedicated, and separated unto himself, that I'm blaspheming because I say I know God because God is my Father? Does it offend you when I show you this affection I enjoy with the Father. But friends, listen to me. This affection that Jesus displayed is what He now forms in you through His indwelling heavenly holy life. 
And I want you to just hear this because this makes it important. We're talking about his love perfected by us keeping his word. Look at this. Jesus is showing the nature of what I'm talking about here in John 5, verse 30 in the Classic Amplified. I'm able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord, but only as I'm taught by God. As I get His orders, even as I hear, I judge, I decide as I'm bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision and my judgment is right, just and righteous because I do not seek or consult my own will. Listen now. I have no desire to do what's pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and the pleasure of the Father that sent me. That is talking about this perfection of love. That's what it's talking about again. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But listen, friends. (coughs) Jesus shows this intimacy, this affection he enjoys with the Father. Another verse that I really love is right here in John 8, verse 50, in verse 40 and verse 54. Whoever, however, I am not in search of honor for myself. I do not seek. I'm not aiming for my own glory. There is one who looks after that. He seeks my glory. He is the judge. Then Jesus says in verse 54 of John 8, If I were to glorify myself, magnify praise and honor myself, I would have no real glory. I would have no real glory. For my glory would be nothing and worthless. My honor must come to me from my Father. It is my Father who glorifies me, who extols me, magnifies and praises me, of whom you say that he is your God. It is the Heavenly Father who delights to share His glory with me. It is my heart's desire to know Him being glorified in me. Do you see the affection? Do you see this incredible love? Again, whoever keeps His word truly, the love of God is perfected in Him. By this we know we're in Him. It is my heart cannot bear to live independent from Him. My heart cannot bear to have any thought to seeking my own glory. Friends, I personally, Robert Masbach, I pray about this all the time. All the time. I pray about this. It says in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 29, No flesh shall glory in His presence. I pray about this all the time. Father, hide me in Yourself. Hide me. I do not want any thought of seeking my own glory, my own honor, and hide me from the praise of man. Don't let me feel it. Don't let me notice it. Don't let me be aware of it. Hide me from it, Father. Hide me. Father, be glorified in me through your Son, John 14, verse 14. And I pray these things and pray these things. And I so pray today that your own heart will seek this. I'm going to close with you two parts of scriptures that I love deeply. Look at this. It is 2 Corinthians 4, starting at verse 6. And I'm going to just pick out a few scriptures, otherwise too long. Now, 
It is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And we have this treasure of this light of life in these earthen vessels, this body, so that the excellence of the power may be of God and not ourselves. We are hard-pressed on every side. We're crushed, perplexed, despaired, persecuted, forsaken, struck down, destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Listen now. So that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. And then verse 11 again, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. (laughs) This is sadly something that a lot of the born-again church isn't as aware of as as it needs to be. None of us, friends, Virginia and I, None of us go through this life without the crushing of it. He says, we're hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed. We don't understand, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down. Some things really strike you down, but we're not destroyed. I mean, I don't know about you, but my goodness... We have just gone through from one challenge, trial, tribulation, hardship to another. Yet, in our weakness, in our frailty, the life of Christ, the life of Christ, of Jesus Christ, is being manifested in our flesh, as he says here in verse 11 of 2 Corinthians 4. And we're seeing this life This life, 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 which is Christ. He is eternal life. His presence is the power of who we are, what we are. And this is not manufactured by some form of religion. It isn't, you know, if you just pray like us, then you'll have this. If you just say like us, you'll have this. If you do like, no, my dear friends. And I I just so long for us to wake up to this because we all can get so excited in a, in a sincere way about some wonderful experience in, or practice in the Holy Spirit and have the danger to preach that instead of Christ. And yes, we can give testimony. And in the testimony, we're repeating the experience of it. But friends, it is the Lord himself. And Paul says here in closing in 2 Corinthians chapter, well, let's go to chapter 10, verse 7. He says, do not look at things according to the outward appearance. If anyone is convinced in himself that he is Christ's, let him again consider this in himself, that just as he is Christ, even so we are Christ. <laughs> Friends, I find this so sweet. I've had the privilege in my lifetime to preach in all kinds of different kinds of churches. And a long time ago, I had the privilege to preach in a high Anglican church, Episcopalian, as you would call it in America. 
and and they had traditions about them that I hadn't grown up in. The ministers were all in beautiful, beautiful big robes and somebody carried a, a golden cross on a long, long wooden stick. And as we approached the altar, the minister who was the head of that congregation and I bowed down, I would just followed his example and, and kneeled as we gave homage to the image of of the painting of Christ and so forth. And there were ways there that I wasn't familiar to, but I just stayed still. Sometimes we can be distracted by things that are not familiar to us or that are different. But I just stayed still. I waited for the Father to bear witness of His Son. Jesus says, the Father Himself will bear witness of me. His Spirit will bear witness of me. So I just waited. And then when I was given the privilege to get up to preach and started speaking about the love of the Father, immediately the witness was in the congregation. So you can easily misjudge people because they have ways about them that are unfamiliar to you. But I suggest don't do that. Like Paul says, if you are of Christ, I'd like you to know we are too. And then last but not least, in verse 12 of 2 Corinthians 10, we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who command, command themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. <laughs> you know, you could command yourself by thinking, okay, I have lots of experience. I, I, I am dignified. I have a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of education. I have a lot of degrees. I have a lot of money. I have a lot of influence. I have a lot of power. I have a lot of friends. I, you know, you can command yourself in all these things. And a lot of these things, there's nothing wrong with any of it. But that is not what gives us what the Father is looking for. While the Father may have blessed us with those things, that's not what He's looking for. What the Father looks for in you and me is to see Christ in us and His Spirit and His nature and His character and where His love has been perfected in us, that His Word is active in us and powerful, enabling us with that nature and character that shows the true living God and all that we are, say and do. And I will encourage you today, pursue this in Jesus' name, amen. Have a good day.